All right, my friends, thanks for tuning into the podcast, where, as always, we'll discuss the professional literature and the evidence-based protocol as they relate to the effective treatment of clinically significant anxiety symptoms. I'm Chris Lines, licensed psychotherapist and OCD spectrum disorders treatment specialist, and this, well, this is OCD Straight Talk. This podcast is made possible by NoCD. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. NoCD therapists are trained in exposure and response prevention, or ERP therapy, the gold standard treatment for OCD. With NoCD, you can do virtual, live face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed, specialty-trained therapists, and they accept most major insurance plans. To find out more about NoCD, visit nocd.com. That's nocd.com to book a free 15-minute call. For people in the state of Kentucky, you can go to kentuckyocd.com. That's K-E-N-T-U-C-K-Y-O-C-D.com and book a session with me. It's just not one of those things that that makes sense. It's counterintuitive, right? It's quite unconventional wisdom. When you're talking about something like OCD, man, it's working to stop compulsions in order to uh, effectively treat the symptom dynamic just isn't something that tends to come to mind uh, for people. It's kind of like the idea that, yeah, sure, I'll just stop scratching the mosquito bite in order for the itch to go away. Like, what? It just doesn't make sense, right? And it really does take often, if I'm honest, somebody uh, walking us through the rationale of that particular clinical strategy, right? Explaining it over and over again uh, through the course of a multitude of, of sessions. And then it takes a certain willingness to try it and not just to try it for a moment or two, but to really give it an honest shot. You know, it's like we, we've seen that what we've been doing isn't working, so what do we have to lose by trying something else, right? And in beginning to try something else, we do see a different result. And in this particular case, we see a meaningful, a positive result. But again, it's not the kind of thing that we naturally gravitate toward doing. And the same is true when you're talking about the effective treatment of something like trichotillomania and excoriation disorder, the things that we naturally gravitate toward doing generally don't produce the effect that we're after. And they might make sense and, and people might clue us into this kind of logic. But the truth of it is often these kinds of conventional strategies just don't work. Right. And so in telling somebody to still like just, stop picking right or or just just stop just stop pulling your hair it's like well that kind of advice if you will makes sense but it's not the most productive and helpful advice because at the end of the day it's not producing the the effect the result that we're after at least the majority of the time 
right? And so we have to be willing to try something else. And this is where that idea of scamp comes in. You know, this is where we have to explain and and sometimes explain over and over and sometimes ask, well, well, why aren't we working to identify specific triggers and manage carefully the contexts in which these behaviors are are happening? Like, why is that not, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that we don't gravitate naturally toward thinking in terms of managing triggers, uh, of identifying contexts. It's just not something that we that we do, you know, and so I don't mind being one of the voices in your life that is reminding you over and over again, over and over again to identify triggers, right? And so a couple of episodes ago, we talked about sensations, right? And, and that most typically it's sight and touch that are working in collaboration with each other to dramatically increase the likelihood that you're going to end up eventually picking or pooling, right? It's looking and it's, and it's feeling. I mean, just this morning I was in session and I found myself sort of rubbing my thumb and my pointer finger together. And, and I find this kind of hangnail slash imperfection of my skin. And, and then here I am looking at it and, and feeling it even while I'm in fucking session, like I'm, I'm sitting here doing this right and and simply in working to stop touching or feeling and to stop looking right and and simply drawing my attention by force away from the activity of touching and looking i found and if i'm honest i found quickly that this the urge was managed i wasn't like touching and feeling but trying to not pick you know what i'm saying like hear me carefully i wasn't focusing on managing the the picking behavior. I was focusing on managing the trigger, the trigger being the feeling and the looking. So I was focused on managing the trigger. And what I found was the urge itself correspondingly reduced in intensity. And in the last episode, we talked about cognitions, the C in scamp, right? And how we're working not just to uh, stop the picking or the pulling behaviors, but to manage the thoughts that uh, serve to increase the likelihood that we'll engage those behaviors, right? So we're talking back to the thoughts, right? And, And we're working to sort of infuse as a response the thought with some gray area that, that maybe I'll feel a little bit better after a while, right? And that thought feels more flexible and and in reality, it's more accurate, right? That I probably, it probably will feel a little bit better after a while, even if I don't pick, right? So we're sort of talking back to the thoughts again, the, the, the intent is to manage the triggers, in this case, the thoughts, In this episode, we'll talk about the A in SCAMP or affect. Affect is another word for emotion or feeling, right? And so again, we're working to manage the feelings. It's not, I say again, the intent or the idea of simply working to stop picking or pooling. For most of us, we found uh, that doesn't produce the result we're after. We have to be willing to try something else. And in this case, that's something else, and by the way, it's a really well-documented something else, uh, is managing the triggers, the sensations, the cognitions, and in the case of this episode, the, the feelings, right? And it's important to note that when we're talking about feelings in this case, the cognitive model still applies, that thoughts elicit feelings, right? Thoughts that we have about ourselves or uh, the world or the future elicit 
corresponding feelings and that those thoughts and feelings shape behavioral choices that we might make in the moment. Over the course of time, those behavioral choices become patterns. They become modus operandi, right? Modes of operation. And those patterns or habits reinforce the thoughts and feelings that we have in the situations that we face, right? Behaviors reinforce feelings. And by the way, feelings that are reinforced over and over again, strengthen behavioral patterns. And so there's this like cyclical dynamic between the thoughts and feelings that we have and the behaviors that are coming to reinforce them. So again, behaviors reinforce feelings and feelings that are reinforced strengthen behaviors. And this is where admittedly it gets confusing because we're not talking about muscling, picking and pulling behaviors into submission. Whereas in the case of OCD, we are working to force compulsions to stop, right? So there's that distinction in strategy. Notice that it is important. We're not talking about muscling, picking and pulling habits into submission. We're talking about managing triggers in the case of the OCD-related disorders or the body-focused repetitive behaviors. So in this case, we're talking about managing feelings, right? And it's important to note that, look, sometimes the emotions that are serving to trigger picking or pulling behaviors are simply emotions that are alerting us to problems in our lives. And the best way to manage these emotions is to deal with the problems to which they point. But hang on, in other cases, the emotions that are triggering picking and pulling behaviors are emotions that we're experiencing relative to our awareness of the damage we've done through picking or pulling. Like maybe we're anxious thinking that somebody's gonna notice a bald spot uh, or, or some severely damaged skin. Or maybe we feel sad uh, thinking that we've done irreversible damage to our scalp or, or to our fingers. And so here you might say, it's all the more reason that I need to work to stop the behaviors. But again, shift your focus back to managing triggers. In this case, we're working to manage the feelings themselves that are triggering the picking or pulling behaviors. And maybe we feel sad or, or disappointed. Maybe we're disappointed in ourselves or, or sad about some kind of situation that's happened. And the question becomes, well, how am I supposed to manage those kinds of feelings? You know, and it's like, well, remember with behavior activation, right? And, and what it says is I'm going to engage like physical, uh, uh, intellectual and, and social uh, activities, despite the fact that I don't really feel like it. I'm going to front load behavioral choices, forming new habits, knowing that the feelings are going to follow the leadership of the behavioral choice. That's the idea here, right? So what are you doing with sadness? Well, you're engaging like productive and pleasurable activities. What about with anger or frustration? I think that this is an important one because it points back to that idea that maybe there's some unmet needs that you need to communicate to a partner. Uh, maybe there's something that's happening in the environment that can and that should be addressed that's not being addressed and that's why you're angry. In the meantime, we can engage a, a physically demanding exercise like going for a run or going to the gym or whatever it is. Or maybe you'd say, I'm bored, and, and when I'm bored, that's when I'm tending to pick. 
And so it's like, well, change up what you're doing right now. Listen to a to a to an audiobook or to a podcast. Right? Call a friend. Uh, again, engage in a physical activity. Change up what you're doing. Do something different. Remember, the intent is to manage the triggers. The idea is if you can effectively manage triggers, it's going to be a whole lot easier to restrict the behavioral response. Or maybe you're anxious. This is one of those points where I'm going to be really careful with my language. Again, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know what I'm going to say is I don't want you doing anything to try and reduce or to manage or to prevent anxiety. This is the one exception I would argue to the rule within the acronym SCAMP. Uh, The overall idea being we're managing triggers, including in the case of the A or affect, the feelings the one exception is I don't want you managing your anxiety. You know, and, and it's not uncommon for skin pickers and hair pullers to say, well, I engage in this behavior when I'm anxious, which to me, if I'm honest, sounds a bit like a compulsion. And so I am going to say work to resist that behavior, not so much work to manage the anxiety. In the meantime, what I'll also say is, but don't forget the other letters within the SCAMP acronym. Really work to stop looking and touching. Really work to talk back to your thoughts. That's that's helpful in this case. But we're not after managing the anxiety per se. So don't forget the other triggers. Yes, manage the sensation trigger. Manage the cognitive trigger. And we'll get to the movement and the place triggers. But in terms of anxiety, we're allowing it to be there. The point stands that we need to be about the business of managing triggers, of identifying carefully what our contexts are and how they interact with each other, and then working hard to manage those in order to increase the likelihood where we'll be able to successfully break that cycle. Well, that's it for another episode of OCD Straight Talk. Feel free to reach out with any questions you might have to chrislines04 at gmail.com. If you found the podcast helpful, consider giving it a five-star rating or subscribing to OCD Straight Talk for structured help with your anxiety or OCD symptoms. 